When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. In today's show, I'll be breaking down the latest Bitcoin, technical analysis, and quoting the high priest Max Kaiser, Bukelenomics explain, number one, economic freedom, number two, slash government waste, number three, use difference to expand the public domain. The president has the engineering chops of Steve Jobs and the political foresight of JFK, Bitcoin, guarantees success. Also in today's show, don't panic fam. Only 11 of Elizabeth Warren's 330 bills have ever passed. We know she has a very unfriendly crypto bill. We'll be breaking this down for you. As well as the latest with El Salvador's Bitcoin bonds getting regulatory approval, targeting quarter one for the volcano bond launch. Let's freaking go. Also in today's show, JP Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon fears the rise of crypto, according to Morgan Creeks. Mark Yusko will also be discussing a Bitcoin washout completed as Bitcoin is aiming higher for $48,000 above and beyond. Let's freaking go. We'll also be discussing Bloomberg predicting a crypto super cycle, sending the Bitcoin price on a rally to $500,000 per coin. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this, plus so much more in today's show. Yo, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience with video, visit my YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. And a quick reminder, if you're new to the channel, be sure to smash that subscribe button as you will receive daily premium crypto news alerts. Also, you'll get an on-screen shout out by yours truly. Also, be sure to smash the like button and hit the bell icon to turn on all notifications so we can get this mofo lit like the Christmas tree you see right there on your screen. And I greatly appreciate it all. It helps out a lot with the YouTube algorithm. And with that being shared, this is pod episode number 1489. I'm your host, JV, and today is December 12th, 2023. And yes, we live. So let's kick it off with our market watch as we do each and every day. You should be able to see Coin360 here on your screen. We got Bitcoin up 1.3% on the day, trading above 41,250. We got BNB up almost 7% and Cardano up almost 8%, while Ethereum and Solana are currently pulling back and in the red. And let's zoom out on the weekly. Let's not forget, it's been a lit fourth quarter 
thus far. Even the first week of December has been pretty incredible as far as price action. And this is our first dip after a couple of months, really, a significant dip. So we've been on a uh, you know higher climb trajectory, which is pretty cool, especially heading into 2024 around the corner. You can see Bitcoin is, uh, this is on the seven day, Bitcoin is down 1.7% and uh, Ether is down 2.6%. Let's zoom out a little more for the monthly. Now, there we go. Bitcoin is up 11% on the month. Solana up 20%. AVAX up 123%. Good Lord. Cardano up 49%. Uh, and ETH just up a modest 6%. And XRP is actually in the red on the month, down 7%. And checking out coinmarketcap.com. The current crypto market cap is sitting at $1.55 trillion, uh, with roughly $76 billion in volume for the past 24 hours. Bitcoin dominance has stabilized at 52% even, with the Ether dominance on the decline back at 16.9%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers of the past 24 hours, Osmosis up 27%. We have Celestia up 23% and Cosmos slash Atom up roughly 22%. Now, which altcoins, if any, are you most bullish on for this bull run? Please do let me know in the comments right down below. And checking out Crypto Bubbles so you can get a visual perspective of the overall market. You can see many gainers actually on the day. You got Atom up 22%. INJ up 17%, Kuji up 30%, kind of sounds like another term I'm sure you're all familiar with. KCS is up 18% and Beam up 16% and Celestia up 23%. Zooming out on the weekly, even bigger gains, BitTorrent's up a whopping 164%, Bonk up 70% and we zoom out on the monthly. Now we got Bonk up almost 400%, Celestia up 200%, HNT up 133%, Ordi up 140%, Beam up 167%. Is this the alt season? Let me know, fam. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index. We're currently rated a 67 in greed. Yesterday was a 74. Last week, a 75. And last month, a 73 in greed. So there you have it, my crypto fam. Where do you feel the month of December will likely take us as far as a price action peak for the month? Please do let me know. The current local top for the year is roughly 44,000. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 750, so we're on the cusp of smashing 45, and then we cracked it. So once we can recapture 45 and flip that resistance into a support, then it's onwards and upwards, continuing to march towards 50,000. But anyways, fam, let's kick it off with our Bitcoin technical analysis. Check out some of the charts where the Bitcoin price action is likely to take us next. Bitcoin faces the uphill struggle to reignite its uptrend after the biggest one-day losses of 2023. Bitcoin continues to claw back lost ground after falling to lows of 40,200 after the December 10th weekly close. The latest from Cointelegraph and TradingView shows here on the Bitcoin one-hour candle chart. Bitcoin price actions taking a break from the relentless gains, one which may argue was long overdue. New key support and resistance levels are in play. 
The coming days are already set to offer plenty of potential volatility triggers. We have the U.S. macro data releasing beginning on December 12th, which is today, with the Fed interest rate decision and commentary from Jerome Powell, the chairman, following, the, uh, I guess that would be tomorrow. The stage is set for a showdown that may involve more than the crypto markets. Let's first discuss these Bollinger Bands with Bitcoin bouncing where it was supposed to. While painful for the late longs, the 7.5% Bitcoin price dip, which followed the weekly close, offered a form of reset for the frantic crypto markets. Congratulations, Raven, on joining the HODL gang. For those that don't know, HODL gang is a paid membership to the channel. I believe it's $2.99 a month. It helps support the channel here. And we already have over 200 paid members in the past week, which I am super grateful for each and every one of you. So congratulations, Raven, and congratulations to the entire HODL gang. Now, quoting James Van Stratton, Bitcoin has now dropped 7.5% today, which would be the single biggest one-day drop this year. It has overtaken the drop in March during the banking collapse, negative 6.2% when we bottomed out at 20 Gs. Now, we also dropped 7.2% in August when Bitcoin bottomed out at 26,000. This was needed, consensus agrees, as unchecked upside typically results in a violent reaction on the longer as it continues. Now, very overextended, so a pullback was due, says John Bollinger, the creator of the Bollinger Bands, quoting him here, stop right where it was supposed to. That doesn't happen too often. Now we look to see if support can hold. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think we will hold and continue marching back up, or do you think we're likely to crack lower? Bollinger referred to the Bollinger Bands data with an accompanying chart showing, amongst other things, the forcefulness of the latest upside within the context of the broader recent Bitcoin price strength. Uh, quoting him here on the daily, the air is getting a bit thin up here, but all we see as of now are signs of strength. We are outside both the daily and the weekly uh, Bollinger Bands with no divergences. The last controlling formation was the two-bar reversal at the middle Bollinger Bands completed on November 21st. So there you have it coming directly from the creator of the Bollinger Bands. Now let's discuss the large Bitcoin buyers may play by the dip, sell the rip. <laughs> let's go. Looking at the behavior of the large volume traders, some commentators see encouraging signs after the open interest flush at the hands of the dip uploading a print for the order book liquidity on the largest global exchange Binance trading resource material indicators revealed the new band of support at 38.5. Now, while the lower than both the 40,000 and this week's bottom material suggested that institutional size bids could now be returning, but there is a caveat. Accompanying analysis concluded it's not yet clear whether they are legitimately starting to accumulate at these levels or just buying the dips and selling rips. Quoting him here, after all, we have a Fed rate hike decision coming this week, and j Powell's speeches are typically good for some volatility. And continuing on December 12th, SKU considered the odds manipulation amongst the larger players, quoting SKU Analytics, seeing a bit of change in the mindset of the large spot players whom were actively chasing the price before. The current mindset seems to be buy the dip, sell the rip, till the bid depth of liquidity improves for the large capital to return. Now, SKU put the key Bitcoin price areas to watch at 38 to 40,000 and 44 to 45,000 respectively. So the low to look out for, Willy Woo right on point, as I mentioned earlier, 38,000 could be a corrected low, but we could also see 44 to 45 with 45 being the new annual high. Now, Bitcoin will greet the yearly close in a new range. According to trader Ali, he noted that the range around 38,000 as a formidable barrier against the major downside, quoting him here, and 
case of a deeper correction, Bitcoin finds solid support between 37,150 and 38,360. This zone is backed by the 1.52 million addresses holding 534,000 BTC. Also watch out for the two resistance walls that can keep the Bitcoin uptrend at bay. One at 43,850 and another at 46,4. And quoting a crypto analyst, Mikhail Vande Pop, crucial levels to hold for Bitcoin are on the higher time frames, 36,5 to 38. With this correction, we'll see bounces coming from 39.5 to 40,000 back to the 42,000 plus mark. Bitcoin is likely going to create a new range before the end of the year. So there you have it. My crypto fam, let me know if you agree or disagree with some of this analysis. A quick shout out to Timothy Music. He wrote, Love your channel, brother. I have been watching your show evolve since the beginning. Thank you for your commentary and well thought out show. You're very welcome, Timothy McMahon. Music, I appreciate the super. It means a lot. And thank you so much for supporting the number one daily Bitcoin pod. And thanks for sticking around back when the podcast wasn't what it is today, because I know we have come a long way. Now, I actually want to go back and share this tweet from uh, Max Kaiser. He shared, Bukelenomics explain. Number one, economic freedom. Number two, slash that government waste. Number three, use difference to expand the public domain. The president has the emerging chops or engineering chops of a Steve Jobs and the political foresight of JFK. Bitcoin guarantees success. I love that. But anyways, let's discuss the latest with Senator Warren. Uh, it says 330 bills have uh, never passed. Only 11 out of the 330. Thank God for that. But hey, one is too many. If it comes from her, it's corrupt. Her and Gary are colluding together, right? When they are uh, on the Senate and, you know, whatever in front of Congress. So I don't trust either uh, Warren or Gensler. Just keeping it real. U.S. Senator Warren's crypto anti-money laundering bill has been causing a massive stir in the crypto industry, but some have pointed out that the senator's bill has a track record of not going anywhere. Facts. According to the data from the bill tracking platform, Government Track, Warren has introduced 330 bills <laughs> during her 11 years as senator. 10 were eventually folded into other bills, and only one relatively obscure bill has ever been enacted. This was the national National POWMIA Flag Act, which required the prisoner of war missing in action flag to be displayed alongside the U.S. flag on some federal property. Very few bills are ever enacted. Most legislators sponsor only a handful that are signed into law, according to government track. Most of the time, members of Congress take actions such as putting up legislative amendments and working on committees, which go largely unnoticed by the public. Now, reintroduced in July, Warren's Digital Asset Anti-Money Laundering Act aims to close the gaps in the country's money laundering rules by classifying a range of crypto applications, including non-custodial wallets and firms as financial institutions institutions regulated under the Bank Secrecy Act. Uh, you can see her tweet here from Warren. The same rules should apply to the same kind of financial transactions with the same kind of risks. So my new bipartisan digital asset anti-money laundering act will make the crypto industry follow the same anti-money laundering standards as banks, brokers, and Western Union. No thank you, Miss Warren. Go take a hike. I was going to say much, something much meaner, but I, uh, you know, whatever. So far, the bill has garnered bipartisan support and a further five senators from Warren's Democratic Party agreed to co-sponsor the bill. So let's throw all of those mofos under the bus. Anyone supporting her is corrupted and it couldn't be any more clear. But the bill would effectively ban Bitcoin, according to Galaxy Research Head. Yeah, could you imagine them trying to ban Bitcoin? Good luck with that. I believe China tried and they failed. 
<laughs> so good luck. Still, they opposed the bill, warn it to choke out crypto in the United States. Galaxy Research's head of firmwide research, Alex Thorne, claimed on a December 11 Twitter post that the bill would be an effective ban on Bitcoin and crypto because they perceive Bitcoin as a direct threat. That, my friend, is nothing new. Thorne pointed to clauses in the act that extend know your customer requirements to crypto wallet providers, miners, and validators, saying such decentralized software cannot plausibly perform centralized compliance functions, as Alex Thorne uh, points out here. Requiring non-custodial open source software to perform bank-like compliance is the big attack. Bitcoin's enemies have always threatened. It is impossible for Bitcoin Core, for example, to comply with this, so it amounts to an effective ban of Bitcoin in the USA. So that's basically what her bill represents. It's a indirect way for her to ban Bitcoin. Good luck, like I said, with that. Warren's bill would effectively outlaw crypto in America, according to Thorne. Now, Niarj, uh, the communications director at crypto think tank Coin Center, shared direct attack on technological progress and personal privacy. While proposed as a solution to potential money laundering and terrorist financing, the bill is in fact a repudiation of liberal values. Amen. And shout out to anyone standing their ground against her on this. The bill uh, cannot be improved. It can only be opposed in its entirety. So there you have it. What are your thoughts surrounding this anti-Bitcoin, anti-crypto money laundering bill? Let me know if you feel she has any chance of any success with it. I think it's not going to have any traction personally. Anyways, fam, let's dive into our next story of the day and discuss the latest with these volcano bonds. Bukele 2024. Let's freaking go. And shout out to the high priest, Max Kaiser. Here's the latest with what's going on with the volcano bonds, which we've been long anticipating. El Salvador's long anticipated Bitcoin bonds, also known as volcano bonds, have reportedly received the regulatory nod for their launch early 2024, year of the having, year of the ETF. Let's go. I think divine timing personally. The Volcano Bond was approved by El Salvador's Digital Asset Commission, and it's anticipated to launch during the first quarter of next year. And uh, again, next year is like uh, three weeks away. According to a December 11th statement from the National Bitcoin Office, as shared here, the breaking news on X. Now, the country's pro-Bitcoin leader, Najib Bukele, also seemingly confirmed the news in his own post, a caption, when Volcano Bond, while also reposting several posts noting that the bonds will be issued in quarter one. Of 2024. So let's freaking go. The possibility of the country issuing the volcano bonds initially came about back in November of 2021. And on November 10th was actually when we hit the current all-time high of 69,000. How many of you remember that? Let me know. Now, El Salvador first passed the landmark legislation providing the legal framework for Bitcoin-backed bond on January 11th. The volcano bond is intended to pay down the sovereign debt and fund the construction of the country's proposed Bitcoin City. Now, the on BTC said that the bond will be issued on the Bitfinex Securities Platform, a trading site for blockchain-based equities and bonds registered in El Salvador. It signals the beginning of Bitcoin-based capital markets in the country, with the bond set to last 10 years and pay 6.5% in annual return to the holders. Now, El Salvador recently launched a 241-megawatt Bitcoin mining project worth a billion dollars, which will tap into the country's volcanic resources through a partnership with 
Luxor technology. Now, Kanchaga is the name of the volcano that will power the country's mining operations. So geothermal volcano mining, let's freaking go. Don't get more lit than that. Now, this is also going to provide the blueprint because there's volcanoes all across Central America uh, and South America and all over the world. So imagine all the countries that could potentially be tapping into the free energy of the earth to be mining Bitcoin. This is pretty big and revolutionary, so I'm pretty excited. The approval comes nearly 20 months after the country's former finance minister said the volcano bond would launch in mid-March uh, of 2022. But clearly, they decided against that as it just wasn't the proper time during that bear market. So I think, once again, early first quarter 2024, divine timing from Bukele because that's the start of the next major bull run. And you already know we can see a super cycle. Today's top story, we're going to be discussing Bloomberg predicting a $500,000 Bitcoin rally via this super cycle. So you already know family. But anyways, fam, <laughs> let's dive into our next story of the day. Let's discuss Jamie Dimon's fear right? Let's discuss this. We know Jamie the Tapeworm Diamond. No one is a fan of here. Morgan Creek Capital founder Mark Yusko says that JP Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon and other figures of the traditional financial industry are worried about the rise of Bitcoin and crypto assets. Recently, Dimon said in a testimony to Congress that digital assets are for criminals. And if he were the government, he'd close it down. Well, guess what? Jamie Dimon is heavily invested into Bitcoin. So therefore, he's calling himself a criminal. And we already know he's a real criminal a fiat criminal, the worst of all criminals. They paid $38 billion in fines for criminal activities such as money laundering. Go look it up. Anyways, I digress. In an interview on CNBC, Yusko says that Diamond has a direct interest in not embracing crypto as the technology has the power to make much of his industry obsolete. Preach. And of course, his handlers don't like it. Quoting him here, when your livelihood depends on not understanding something, you won't. Jamie understands it. He's a very smart person. But he and other people in the financial services industry are afraid. Quite honestly, this technology, blockchain tech, will do to financial services what the internet did to media and commerce. It changes the landscape. You and I can now exchange value without an intermediary. And for 838 years, we have needed intermediaries to exchange value. The banking system, the finance system, accounting and auditing, all of those things are less valuable in the new world with new technology but it's inevitable. Now, Yusko says that in 2024, Bitcoin will likely enjoy additional demand pressure as several bullish catalysts pile up and that currently the bull market is only just the beginning. Let me know if you agree with that sentiment, quoting him here. As we head into the new year, we have got the having of April or May of next year. That's exciting. That'll put additional demand pressure on Bitcoin. As we enter crypto fall next June, things can get very exciting. So we think the market is just getting warmed up here. So there you have it. And to watch this interview he did on CNBC, check the show notes below the video in the description. And uh, yeah, let me know your thoughts of what Mark Yusko has to share if you agree or disagree. Let's dive into our next story of the day. And now that we discuss Jamie Dimon, let's discuss the 48,000 target, which I still feel is in play for December. What are your thoughts, fam? And then we'll dive into the 530,000 Bitcoin price prediction by 
Bloomberg, and I'll be sharing you all the latest. I even have some bonus info to share with you today. So here we go. Uh, earlier today, well, we all know Bitcoin just uh, corrected and we just recovered, so that's all good. So the washout, if passed, even guides might have dented the sentiment, forcing inexperienced hodlers and traders to take a profit, allowing hodlers more control. If that's the case, considering that the uptrend remains when the Bitcoin price action is uh, analyzed from a top-down preview, it could be the foundation for further gains in the days ahead. So let's discuss it. Besides the heightened volatility and the likelihood of a potential profit-taking volatility, the resulting correction also led to some liquidation. According to Coinglass data, December 11th, the flash crash saw over 105 million of leveraged long positions liquidated. And I think prior to that, there was 300 million, just FYI. So conversely, more than 15 million in short positions forcefully closed as prices quickly recovered, going against some of the trader positions. And while responding to this preview, some observers noted that the liquidating high leverage long positions had effectively removed the bearish elements from the market, which in turn, this had positively paved the way for more price gains in the days ahead. Quoting Mike Alfred here, who they're referring to, that was a textbook washout. Out. Open interest wiped. RSI reset. Beginners and high time frame traders scared and flat footed. Just a touch of real fear. Exactly what you want to see. Stunningly gorgeous and perfect. Now we can head up towards 48,000 and beyond. Let me know if you agree or disagree with that sentiment from Mike Alfred. So looking at the Bitcoin daily price chart, the uptrend remains even with the coin consolidating in the lower time frame. Whether today's sell-off will be confirmed in the next 24 hours remain to be seen. Now from the candlestick arrangement on the daily, the longer lower wick suggests that the lower lows are being rejected. Notably, Bitcoin has the support at the 20-day moving average, highlighting the importance of this dynamic line. The price chart you can see here in your screen shows that the 45,000 level is a critical resistance. If there is a solid high volume growth above this level, Bitcoin might not only expand above 48 and 50, it could anchor the leg up towards 69,000 returning to an all-time high in the coming weeks. What's your thoughts on that, fam? Now, the current local high for the year is just shy of 45. We tapped, I think it was 44,750 on Coinbase when we were doing our live pump watch just a few days ago. How many of you were on that pump watch? Do let me know. Now, market participants viewed the potential approval of this first spot Bitcoin ETF in early January 2024, which the experts say were likely to get the approval, giving it a 90% chance of being approved. But amid the evolving crypto regulation, in the US, Europe, and beyond, a regulated ETF would, we, as we know, provide institutional investors with a more accessible way to gain exposure to the king crypto, potentially driving demand and pushing the prices higher. So there you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the sentiment from Mike Alfred. And do you think we're likely to climb on up the 48 and test that mofo and potentially break out to a new all-time high sooner than later? But anyways, family, now let's break down our featured story of the day and discuss this bullish prediction from Bloomberg predicting a super cycle for this coming cycle for the bull rally, taking the Bitcoin price to $530,000 per coin. Send it and let's get it. Let's break this one down. As you can see in the headline, Bloomberg predicts a crypto super cycle, the Bitcoin price rally to 500,000. Here's another headline, Bloomberg predicts Bitcoin to 500K in this crypto super cycle. I'm also gonna be sharing a little bonus prediction from Michael Saylor, a little throwback, as well as a prediction from Kathy Wood from her interview with uh, Bloomberg. But first and foremost, let's discuss the latest here. So here we go. The recent surge in Bitcoin price could be the beginning of a new crypto super cycle. How many of you agree that 
that this will be a super cycle. Let me know your thoughts. That means it would propel Bitcoin to an astonishing $500,000 per coin. Send it and let's freaking go. Now, enthusiasts believe that the recent surge of the Bitcoin price action, which we saw Bitcoin surpass 42 and almost top 45,000, is indicative of a new monetary order that is captivating Wall Street and the digital asset community, according to a Monday report from Bloomberg. The excitement surrounding Bitcoin's rally has fueled optimistic predictions about its future gains. The prophecies for how high Bitcoin can go spanned anywhere from 50,000 to the intermediate term to above 530,000, according to their report. Quoting them here, it's getting crazy again. Those kinds of comments or these kind of comments just show how quickly sentiment can change for this asset class, said Matt Maley, the chief market strategist of Miller to Bach and Co. I would argue that one of the most important reasons Bitcoin rallied so strongly in 2020 and 2021 was because of the massive influx of liquidity into the system due to the pandemic. Now, without another huge liquidity program, some of those predictions are just a pipe dream. However, we do have ETF less than a month away. They're giving it a 90% probability of being approved. We have Bitcoin halving four months out. Will this spark the super cycle? Let me know your thoughts, family. Bitcoin experienced a remarkable revival this year, getting over 150% just thus far, and we're just getting started. Market watchers are eagerly anticipating the approval of the Bitcoin-based ETF in the US, which would bring billions of dollars of new investments into the space. That's right. Collectively, these major asset managers, there's 13 of them right now with an application into the SEC for their spot ETF. Collectively, we're talking 25 trillion in total assets under management. Let's go. The prospect of a Bitcoin ETF has generated significant institutional enthusiasm, contributing to the shifting market dynamics observed since mid-October. And according to Keiko researchers, there has been a rise in crypto investment products and an uptick in daily spot trading volumes, reaching a seven-month high in November. They claim that the hope for a Bitcoin ETF approval, combined with an improving macro environment, has fueled the recent market momentum. While excitement about a broader crypto rally is spreading across X and social media platforms, it's important to exercise caution. Like I say, be prepared for all scenarios because nobody knows when we're going to pop. Now, we all know the skeptics remain uh, skeptics like the Peter Schiff's of the world. So who cares what the skeptics have to say? Let's hear what Michael Saylor has to say. The Giga Chat himself, the CEO and founder of the first publicly traded company, MicroStrategy, to put Bitcoin on the balance sheet. Here's a throwback. I shared this back on October 11th of 2022. So this is a year throwback prediction I shared. Yo, the next logical stop for Bitcoin is to replace gold as a non-sovereign store value asset. Gold is a $10 trillion asset. Bitcoin is digital gold. It's 100 times better than gold. And if Bitcoin goes to the value of gold, it goes to $500,000 per Bitcoin. Now, also, the Winklevoss twins made the case for a $500,000 Bitcoin. And that's ultimately the same sentiment in which Michael Saylor was suggesting. This was before the ETF craze. This is just Bitcoin overtaking gold as a store a value asset. We all know that Bitcoin is superior to gold in every way you can measure it, right? Bitcoin is a hedge against inflation. It's a hedge against deflation. It's a store of value. It's pristine collateral. It's perfect money. It's unconfiscatable. It's borderless. It's immutable. And the list goes on and on. So there's no comparison whatsoever. So yeah, I do believe we could actually hit 100 trillion market cap for Bitcoin. And I think gold will remain at 10 trillion or less. But what are your 
thoughts, fam, because I do think Bitcoin will outpace gold 10x in the future. I want to know your thoughts. Now, here's a Kathy Wood prediction, which she shared on a Bloomberg interview, being we were speaking about Bloomberg predicting uh, Bitcoin hitting uh, roughly 530,000 per coin. So quoting Kathy here, we went on a bear base and bull case. Our bull case is 1.5 million. The base case is 682,000 for Bitcoin. Now, one reason internally our confidence had increased towards the bull case is because what happened during the regional banking crisis back in March, what happened? As regional banks are going bankrupt and the stocks are imploding across the board for the KRE, Bitcoin rallied from 19 Gs to 30,000. And I want to stop there. Let's not forget Earlier this year, Bitcoin was like $17,000, $19,000. Today, we're above $40,000. So to be bearish is kind of idiocracy, in my humble opinion. What are your thoughts, fam? Why did that happen? That was the flight to safety. That is the insurance policy that we are talking about that we believe everyone will want at the end of the day. That's right. Bitcoin is a flight to safety. It's a flight to quality, as Larry Fink, the CEO of BlackRock, the world's largest asset manager, said. And it's also an insurance policy, which is a great way to look at Bitcoin. It's an insurance policy against these two things. Confiscation of wealth, either directly or by inflation or in the deflation world. And I want to stop there because confiscation of wealth, in my opinion, makes Bitcoin freaking priceless. I can't even put a dollar value on the true value of Bitcoin just due to the fact it's unconfiscatable and all other forms of wealth and assets can be taken from you just like they took away from Andrew Tate and Tristan all some bogus charges just because they became enemies of the state for preaching the truth. So therefore, Bitcoin is invaluable, right? You can't put a dollar value on it because it's true wealth that can't be stolen from you. It's an insurance policy. So I love how Kathy Wood points this out. Let me know if you agree with her here. What is the hedge against? It's a hedge against counterparty risks. Amen. We don't trust the banks. We don't trust the CBDCs. We don't trust the politicians. We don't trust the bankers, the Jamie Dimons. We don't trust the experts of the financial world that are misleading us, the inverse Kramer mofos out there. You know what I mean? Who do I trust? Bitcoin. That's it. Bitcoin's incorruptible. It's the only thing you can trust. It's the only place that is safe as a store of value. And um, I know I'm preaching to the choir, but this is fact. We won't have an 0809 with Bitcoin. Everything is decentralized and transparent. No obfuscation. So shout out to Kathy Wood. I agree with her on this 100%. Let me know your thoughts surrounding Bloomberg's $530,000 super cycle Bitcoin price prediction for this cycle entering into 2024 and 2025. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in our live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. HODL!